0: You're listening to Vince Tracy and Neil Coburn. It's Europe Calling. What's in the news this week, especially from the UK and from Spain? Europe Calling. Hello, oh, very good day. Welcome to Europe Calling with uh, Vince and Neil. Uh, our weather today is, uh, it's sort of overcast, it's gone a bit wintry. And yesterday it was absolutely lovely. Let's get across to Neil about uh, three quarters of an hour due west of me from where I am. So, uh, Neil, good day to you. How are you? Good day to you,
1: Vince, and our listeners. Yeah, it's uh, sunny, but it's got this like fluffy cloud. You know, he comes in and out and in and out, but it's, it's lovely. As I went walking, I, I were okay, just shorts and a, and a vest on. But it's uh, it's colder than it has been, but it's it's still about eighteen to twenty. Here, you
0: know. Well, okay. Well, let's uh, let's see what we've got in the papers this week. It's uh, there's always something nice and depressing in there, but we'll see what happens today. Um, here's the first one. Okay, Neil, we're back to school, and there's a head teacher, Flora Cooper, and she is staging a revolt against education watchdog Ofsted following the death of fellow school leader Ruth Perry. Uh, This was a mother of two who killed herself in January, a month after the inspectors downgraded Caversham Primary School in Reading from outstanding. to an inadequate. Uh, now, Flora Cooper, the executive head teacher of the John Rankin Schools in nearby Newbury, Berkshire, is taking a stand for school staff everywhere and has vowed to bar inspectors from her classrooms. Taking to Twitter, Ms Cooper wrote, I've just had the call, I've refused entry, doing this for everyone, for our school staff everywhere. Her revolt comes after Ms Perry's sister, Professor Julia Walters, called for schools to boycott Ofsted in a post on Facebook as she claimed her sibling had experienced the worst day of her life following Ofsted's visit. Ms. Cooper now calling on people to support her school uh, this particular day, which was tomorrow when the first article came out. So um, obviously, I don't expect you to know an awful lot about the Ofsted process. But um, I'll give you a little bit more of the background from the original article that this all came up through. You know, because uh, it was this particular lady who killed herself, aged fifty-three, and it was over this Ofsted report, calling it the worst day of her life, and claimed she was downgraded after a child had been seen flossing. Okay, so um, do you know what flossing is?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, you put like a a, piece of. Oh, flossing as in the teeth, or as in that dance where they throw their arms left and right and all
0: that? It's the dance that I was referring to, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, well, kids kids do it all the time. It's no big deal, is it? Well, the inspector insisted the viral dance move was sexual. It emerged um, when obviously all this started coming to fruition. Ruth Perry, who was married with children and had been the principal of this Caversham Primary School in Reading since 2010, uh, obviously took her own life, uh, believing the result was a complete injustice. And uh, Mrs Perry claimed the inspectors told senior staff they had seen a boy flossing. This is described as a popular move, dance move with tens of millions of children around the world thanks to social media and this was evidence of the sexualisation of pupils at the school. It's also alleged inspectors told teachers that they had seen child-on-child abuse, but Mrs Perry insisted it was a playground scuffle. She had been told the school was being downgraded from outstanding to inadequate, and killed herself while waiting for the publication of the uh, um, the report. Um, so this one-word judgment, dreadful, is not it just destroying 32 years of her vocation, and um, she couldn't take it anymore. Uh, she was a huge loss. She was my little sister, and she was only 53. Now I looked. ...at a comment underneath, because obviously uh, you will realise that I asked you what you thought about the dance... um, ...because uh, it then comes to this particular comment. Uh, Why are people who have no idea that flossing is a craze started by a computer game inspecting schools? It's in no way sexual, and even a tiny little bit is about coordination... It's shameful that this uh, competent and curing head teacher um, uh, has done what she did. And um, uh, it was on the basis that the inspectors decided it wasn't good enough, apparently without reason. Now this is a weird one, isn't it?
1: Well, I mean, that inspector wants sacking. I mean, there's millions of kids doing You see them doing it and they're just having a bit of fun. Sexy. Do me a favour, please. But, uh I mean, so she took her, like... You can't go from the, the top of the tree to the bottom of, of the tree because somebody's doing a uh, flossing, Surely, Oh, God knows, I don't know. But these inspectors, God knows what they think they are. They think they're like Adolf Hitler or something. But I, I'd get rid of him and whoever were with him.
0: Uh, Got to be very careful what we say about um, Ad- the likes of Adolf Hitler. I know what you mean.
1: Well, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> OK, yeah. Uh, A sergeant major in the army, you know, that that, that bullies everybody about, you
0: know. Yeah, I'm only thinking of what happened with Gary Lineker and all that, so, uh, (laughs) you know. Well, I'm not doing much of the day this week. (laughs) Okay, Um, (laughs) look, I do remember when they were having these Ofsted inspections and these people had come up and they never seemed to know what the hell they were looking for because if you think about it... Um, if these guys were so good, the schools wouldn't be so bad, would they? I mean, you know, we, we hear all the time about bad behaviour in schools, and yet um, here's somebody that's obviously not been doing a bad job. Suddenly they come in, do the inspection, and before you can say Jack Robinson, um, they've changed that the school from being outstanding is now dreadful. Uh, just because, well... I think there's got to have been more to this than meets the eye. I don't know about you. Well, I think I thought schools went on the
1: results, and I know you know the pupils were, were getting on in, in the you know in all the works and the curriculum that they do, and it's they're, they're still getting I you know I marks for all that. I mean, just to pull it up on a on a, a dance, it, I don't know, it's ridiculous.
0: Well, I mean, it, it would always appear from what the th- the way it was written, is that it was kids mucking about in a playground. Now, I can even remember me brother-in-law, who's quite, um, well, I was going to say straight-laced, but he's not, but he, he, you know, he can be that way. Um, You know, he was doing the floss on a little video, and uh, I mean, yes, there's nothing sexual at all about it, from what I can remember, although I, I haven't seen it done for a while, but I mean, you know, we've both obviously seen people doing it, and it didn't, seem to have any sort of sexual connotation whatsoever, as far as I can remember.
1: Oh, mate. Oh, mate. Actually, I, I see. I don't forget, my, my, uh, my daughter's got three girls and and she, she's only about five or six and she she comes and does it in front of you, you know, because it's this, you know, craze that all the young'uns have, you know. Yeah. They don't look anything sexual to me. It's just a dance. <laughs> they like, as you say, you're swinging their arms one way and their hips and the legs the other way, you know, to, as you say, like to get your coordination, like,
0: you yeah. Know? well, I think the, the big thing that's happening, really, is the use of these social media platforms. It's like, you know, normally we'd be able to say to each other something like the reference you made and we'd know what we meant, whereas now virtually every single word that you say... Uh, is going to be challenged by somebody because of, and they'll give you some reason which, you know, you maybe haven't thought of. And, um I mean, last week we were talking about, um, obviously, uh, the football and, and everything else. But in the background, of course, there's all other things going on. So it tends to make me think a lot of everything that we're reading in the papers and discussing is just there to try and get us talking rather than actually keeping an eye on things, you know. Well,
1: I, I, I keep my eye on these inspectors because I think that's, I mean, to, to take your own life, because, and to go from you say, exceptional to absolute rubbish, it, it, you can't just put it that way like, that, down, that, that one thing. Some kids doing the, you know, the well, crossing, I, and it's, just, it, it's beyond me.
0: Well, I went up to um, Valencia to give a little guitar session with um, some children yesterday. I mean, they were all three. I mean, tiny little things. Um, And, you know, I would expect to be checked. I would expect to be uh, vetted before, you know, allowed into the school. I expect all that sort of stuff. But I I do think that, um, you know, some of these people that get into positions of authority, they really do enjoy making life difficult for other people, don't they?
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're playing playing the guitar and doing the song some of the kids will be jumping up and down and, and bouncing along with you or fussing you know it's because they're enjoying themselves these inspectors just want everybody just to be miserable and don't really want to do uh, you know schoolwork or whatever I mean some of these inspectors they weren't really checking
0: over <laughs> all right Neil that's the first one then we're staying with children for the second one so uh, let's see what we've got with this one Okay, this is really sad, actually. So, um, normally, when I put the music on, it's just to get us a, a clear head before we go to the second one. And this one is about a two-year-old girl. So, let, let's just look at that. A little two-year-old girl. Um, uh, as, as grandparents, immediately, you know, your, your heart goes out to little kids like that. So, two-year-old. Allegedly... So we're going to be careful, they're only saying allegedly murdered by her raging stepfather suffered 101 injuries, including brain damage similar to what is sustained in high-speed car crashes. Now, all this is coming out in court, where the toddler, uh, Lola James, died four days after she was allegedly attacked at home by her stepfather. And this is somebody called um, Bevan, age 31. So again, I'm making sure everybody realise we're reading something that's in the paper But it's the importance of where it goes after this. He claims the family dog pushed her down the stairs. And a jury was shown a full list of her horrific wounds, bruises and injuries in the family home. As a doctor told the court that physical abuse is the most likely cause because the damage uh, was uh, too catastrophic to be explained by a fall down the stairs. Lola sustained her injuries at Bevan's home in Haverford West in Wales. Uh, This was all in July 2020, which shows you how long it takes to get through the courts and everything. Her mother, Sinead, uh, age 30, said she was asleep at the time and giving harrowing evidence, paediatrician Dr Deborah Stalker said there was not one part of Lola's body that was not bruised. Uh, Then uh, the article later went on to say physical abuse is the most likely cause. Uh, uh, The Swansea court heard the most likely cause of Lola's brain injuries was shaking while she was suffered uh, gripping injuries to her neck. Dr. Stalker said an Extensive subjural hemorrhage is usually the result of a high-velocity road traffic collision where a child is thrown from the vehicle or a fall from great height, such as from a balcony or bedroom window of more than 10 feet. The very severe and extensive injuries on Lola are not explained by a fall. Um, The court uh, was told all this. And, um, I, I mean, the thing is, we're talking about um, something that's not proven, but it's in the papers, so we've yeah. got the we've got the picture. So let's. I mean, it,
1: it, 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 little kids when they're two year old, they they basically like rubber, aren't they? The, the bones have not, you know, so, you know, think it solid yet. And you, you see them fall over; they, they they fall off a chair or something like that. They just get up and carry on, they, you know. And uh, uh, the dogs push her down the stairs. Well, and she just roll, you know, like you, you, like a, like you drop a doll down the stairs, you know. But this, this kid has got injuries in every part of her body. Oh, hang on a minute. You know, not well, look so good.
0: If we go along the road that, uh, at the moment, it's alleged... Um, the frustration for me is uh, is with, so if we make this a general thing now, we go away from that case, but just think in general terms of looking after little children. Um, I, I'm reading far more ever than I, I used to about um young men in particular, sort of 30-ish, maybe not even married to the uh, people that, uh, you know, have the child. Um, But suddenly, you know, you've got something like this appearing in court. I wonder why suddenly we've become not just aggressive, but it's like super aggressive. It's like, you know, uh, totally, you, you know, even when you're reading an online paper these days, you've got this horrible thing that happens you've got you've got videos that come on you don't ask for them but they come up automatically and it's full of violence which makes me believe that the editors are somehow being programmed to put stuff into their papers which is just making life become more and more aggressive and making uh, people who don't like aggression um, sort of the the exception not the rule um, any thoughts on what I'm saying? I mean, is it anything that yeah, you've noticed? I'm with
1: you there. The, the, you know, these 18 to 35-year-olds, you know, now, they all seem to be walking around with this edge on the shoulder and this, that, you know, and there's more violence and, and knife crime and everything. But, you see, if you don't jump on it and punish it, it, it just becomes a normal thing. You know, you, you can read about it in any paper any day of the week, but as, as far as kids kiddies going, you know, sometimes these stepfathers, you know, they're not they're not my kid, you know, and they that, on the other, and then they go into this rage or whatever, and then they start holding it against a kiddie, you know, and it, it, it's, it's, I don't know where it's going to lead to, but it's beyond me, that you, how you can arm a kiddie, you know.
0: Well, uh, I mean, we, we both come from a time where, quite frankly, If you've got a beef with somebody, you you know, you'll have a a, you'll throw a punch and they'll throw a punch. We'll have a bit of a scuffle. Somebody probably break it up. And, you know, you don't really tend to hold a a grudge for the rest of your life. Uh, But there's something that's being driven into society now where it's almost like, you know, people are being made to uh, become more aggressive. I mean, I don't know whether or not you've got it on your feed, on your phone, for example. You, you know, if you go to your Facebook page or whatever other platforms you're using. Um, you know, I, I am a fan of martial arts and obviously um, I d- don't have a problem with seeing the, um, the, the fight. fighting. I've ne- never had a problem with that. But I would prefer for me to choose what I would like to see. And go looking for it, rather than that to come on my screen the minute I start doing anything. Um, you know, it's like uh, you can go for an hour and a half playing football, but they seem to want to concentrate more on you know some of the some of the stuff that shouldn't be happening. Do you do you, do you agree yeah, with me on that? It's when they go out as well, you know, whether
1: they're taking drugs or they're drinking, they're drinking too much, as you say, at one time. If, if, if we had a fallout in the pub, we'd say, well, let's sort it out outside. You have a bit of a scuffle. Next minute, you're back in. Anyway, it's still your turn for you to get beer and so get the, you know, get the beer in. That's how it was sorted out. Now, there's no sorting out anything. They just, they, they come cheap shocking you, you know, from behind, or they just walk up and stab you. You know, it's not like, you know, let, let's go one-to-one and see, you know, whatever happens and whatever happens, and we get up and, and that's it, the end of it. No, no, it's all, Knives, guns, all sorts. You know, is, is it the, the drug world that we're living in? I don't know. Well, it, you don't, it, I don't see a lot of it over here, if I must say.
0: No, I you know. think I think we're lucky because, quite frankly, I, I mean, even while I've been trying to um, make sure I get you the, the the right detail and everything, I keep getting this video that keeps coming up, and it's a, it's it's two girls who are scrapping, and then a load of girls pile in, and this poor girl takes a real beating, and you know, uh, I mean, I'm thinking I wish I was there to help her, but that's just I don't really even want to be looking at it, you know, but. Look, yeah. I'm going to take this just to another uh, level because there's another story which might be something we can um, we can add in here. OK, so this is just really to clear my head as I look at um, uh, an article that was in the papers yesterday and uh, one of my uh, presenters that I quite like to watch is called Eamon Holmes. I think you might uh, feel the same. Um, and he's opened up about being bullied in school as he weighed in on how children should react to such incidents. This all happened apparently on Monday. He's 63 now and um, he told viewers on uh, GB News, uh, the, the Sky I think it is, that he had learned through experience that it's better to get The punch in first. His comments come after uh, Bianca Austin, who was married to former Southampton striker Charlie Austin, divided the internet after she praised her teenage daughter for punching another student who'd been calling her names, as exclusively reported by the Mail on Sunday. Uh, Speaking to his co-host, Isabel Webster, Eamon said, I have to say that I learned through experience and through school and growing up in a very tough Belfast, it's better to punch. Get the punch in first. You're doing your child no favour at all by saying, turn the other cheek or just give in. And um, you see, I know where he's coming from. And I'm not even sure whether I would be saying that now because of the way the current climate is. But I do know what he's saying makes sense because if you're being bullied and you don't fight back, you just keep getting bullied, and you, the bullies won't go away, will they?
1: Exactly. You see, <coughs> normally bullies, will have a, another couple with them, or you know, a few people with them. So this girl's getting bullied every day, and this, that, and the other, and thought, I'm not putting up with this anymore, because I'm going to get it every day, uh, probably for the rest of my life, you know. So I'll turn around, bang, hit the bully, smack on, yeah. Now, now do you want any more? No right, well that's the end of it. You walk off and then see what happens the day after. Then bullies won't come back to you once, once you, especially when you've fattened them in front of the, the friends as well, you know. And none of the friends will. But once the girls are four, all these others then want to dive in.
0: But you that nev- that never used to be the case, did it, Neil? Well, we, we we really you might have had a little crowd round what was going on, but invariably, you never got uh, people really getting involved, unless it was a prefect or somebody who may be passing an adult that could separate them. But I feel now even adults would even think twice because of the fact of all these horrible stabbing incidences and things like that, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Um, When you've got uh, the presenters saying what we feel... Um, I really find it difficult to criticise Eamon Holmes for that. I mean, A, you know by other things he says that he's not a violent person. I think he was just recounting his own way that he found it best to, to handle situations like that. So, um,
1: yeah, didn't, then, didn't, didn't he get chastised for bullying the presenter? I can't remember a name. The blonde the one that were on with him, Eamon Holmes.
0: Well, uh, yeah, I know who you mean. Uh, I, I think the problem. Antia Turner. Yes.
1: Antia Turner. Yeah. He was bullying her, and when when she made a you know a thing about it and, and reported it, she got moved somewhere else. But he carried on.
0: I think the problem is a lot of us, and you know, I can even relate quickly back to Gary Lineker and last week. A lot, a lot of us forget that, you know, even through our lifetimes, our ideas do change. And so, you know, what you might have said, especially as a, a presenter a couple of months ago or a couple of years ago, uh, they drag it up again, but it's out of context by that time, isn't it? I
1: know. Uh, that's what makes me laugh. You know, we've gone to this woke system now that... Uh, as I've said every, I think every week on, that 98% of us that are not offended are being ruled by 2% that are. And they're only doing it to get the 10 minutes of fame. Yeah. You know, they make me laugh. Yeah. You know, if you say something offensive to me, I'm going to come back at you. Yeah? But all of a sudden, they, they don't come back at them they just start spreading it around on, on this Wi-Fi thing. Yes, you're right. That's, you know.
0: a, that's how they're using the social media, isn't it? It's like, yeah. it's like they're bullying people who should never have been bullied in the first place now. Correct. Correct. OK. Well, again, I found a few links on these stories. And if we go to, uh, let's see, go to this one. OK, so this one, I uh, just caught a, a, a paragraph, which I thought I'll um, get your feelings on. The woman teacher looked distressed as she started to pack up belongings before storming out of the classroom. Initially, pupils can be heard laughing before a male voice says, whoa, isn't no way. God, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. As she continues on her outburst. It's unclear which school or even where in the United States the incident took place with text over the top of the footage saying they made the teacher leave. A woman can be heard saying just come out as another member of staff wearing a lanyard appears to stand in the classroom watching it unfold. Now, um, it doesn't really matter where that is. It just happened to be that particular paragraph that is enables me to relate to go in to, um, do my supply work. And, for example, I remember going into Bodmin Comprehensive. And as I was going into the classroom, exactly the way that was described for that lady coming out uh, from that particular class, I had a lady coming in, uh, you know, coming away from her class in tears. And I had to sort of stop and have a couple of words with her before I went into the classroom. When I went into the classroom, there were a good, say, 10 members of the class who thought that uh, they could rule the teacher and they could rule everybody. And I mean, it was not particularly a nice time of my life um, because each time I went in, I had to be aggressive. I, that's not my, I don't, don't want to be that way. But, you know, if I'm going to go into a classroom full of 16 year old kids, some of whom are bigger than me, possibly even stronger than me. Um, You know, uh, if I go in and show any sign of weakness, they're like a pack of, or they were even then, like a pack of hunting dogs. Um, Exactly. You see, see the the heads uh, uh, of these schools, you see, because there's no punishment,
1: you you know, there's no, they can just act the way they want. If they don't like a teacher, they they just over-choke whatever she's saying, and this, that, and the other, and they just start laughing, and not bothering but you you if you don't stick to the rules there's got to be punishment and there's not anymore or if you used to get a clip route here or you didn't dare go home and tell your dad i got a clip route here or off teacher because you get another clip because you
0: shouldn't have been doing what wrong what you were you know absolutely right and i think on balance i preferred it that way um yeah exactly because you didn't do it again I did have a secret weapon, by the way, when I was in uh, the secondary modern schools, because uh, you've just got to use anything you can to get some sort of law and order in the classroom. And um, my lad used to play rugby for the county. So basically, um, what I'd feed back uh, through John, um, you know, I would feed back a message and he'd be getting in touch with people from various of the other schools who played rugby as well for the county so, you know, it, you've got to use anything just to be able to teach. And the problem is a lot of society blames the teachers for everything. And unfortunately, a lot of it isn't the teachers, That a lot of it is in the parents and the way that they deal with their problems, isn't it?
1: Exactly. It starts at home. A bit of respect, you know, and good manners don't cost a penny. And nobody ever gets taught them. And when you step out of line, the parents just go, oh, did you? Oh, right, yeah, yeah. No, no, not, well, you're grounded or, you know, you're not going out playing football tonight with with, with your friends. No, no, just carrying on. It, it's too much minor for them to be bothered with the parents.
0: I think also, if you, I mean, if you're looking at the way people develop, If you've got uh, absolutely no idea of how to behave, and a lot of kids, unfortunately, uh, they get into that stage now. So, um, I mean, I'm going back 20 years when I was doing my supply, um, and you could see it coming then. You could see that if you've taken away the possibility of punishment for people who basically want to mess around and disrupt everybody else's uh, education then this is where now the 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 time to um, payback comes because those kids who were doing that then and the uh, clever people were saying oh no no you you've got to take you know you can't smack children you can't you can't punish children um well, the chickens are coming home to roost now because exactly. they've
1: yeah, they have been for years Vince for yeah. donkey's years you know, there's been lack of respect for the last 20 years. Yeah. You know, and it's it's gradually getting worse and worse and worse. And, and now, you know, none of these are getting educated properly for the simple reason that they don't want to be educated properly. So then they end up in dead-end jobs or no jobs at all.
0: OK, well, we're going to rush off to another country to see if there's an, an antidote. as a story I found. Uh, let's see, we'll... We'll get there in a second. So we can't be accused of hanging around with this one. Um, So there's a little story that I thought was was a great story, actually. A father forced his 11-year-old son to play video games for 17 hours straight without sleep. Uh, This was because he caught him playing on his smartphone in bed. Okay, Uh, it's this kid, now exhausted, from the city of Shenzhen, Guangdong. This is in China. Uh, Said his father began the punishment when he found him gaming at one o'clock. Instead of confiscating the phone, the father, known and named in local media as Mr Huang pulled him out of bed and forced him to play for 17 hours. Then it goes on. Distressing footage shows the boy in his pyjamas being shaken awake to keep playing even when he drops drops off his chair. In a heartfelt note, the boy wrote, So my dad found out, then my father punished me. Okay, um, in this woke society that we live in today, obviously... uh, Nobody really would want to punish a child like that. Nobody would want to. Um, whether you're woke or not, wouldn't make any odds. You don't want to punish your child. But what would you do with your kid if your kid kept playing on the phone and wouldn't do what he was told? And I think there's a number of things that come out of this article. What would you do? uh' the phone off him. Well, ha, I'm glad you said that because he's 11. If he's 11... If you can't take a phone off him at eleven, you've lost it already, haven't you? Exactly. Exactly. You're ridiculous. Oh, I tell you what, if none of the kids
1: are answering your back and they're all upstairs somewhere, just turn that what you I I forgot what they call it now, this box. What is it? What's the box that it's all connected to? Just turn that up and there'll all with only two seconds. Oh, right, well, OK. It, the Wi-Fi's gone off or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? they be been only two seconds. You say, oh, so now you're listening to me now, are you?
0: You know what I mean? Absolutely oh. right. I mean, you, yeah. you know, th- there's a number of things that, when you're reading these articles, um, I would imagine a lot of people wouldn't think like we're going to think now. First of all, we're getting this story from... China. Why would we read a story like this about China in our newspapers? We're here in Spain. You know, it's written in English. Um, what's the idea? There's, there's got to be a reason for this, isn't there? Oh
1: yeah. I mean, are they trying to say this is, this is how it is there? But it's not where you are. You know, it's one of them things. That, you, any, anything that they can get out, their hands on, these, these news uh, reporters. They'll they'll push it to the to the you know to the the length
0: that they can get it you know get it going for. Okay, so, now you 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 had the right idea. You know, if you turn off the internet, um, which incidentally I don't know whether you do this, but I, I always turn my mine off every night um, because it's advisable not to have the internet on during the night. The you know while you're sleeping. Um, don't know if you knew that, but I just thought I'd throw that in for you. But you know, if you're If you got children at the age of 11, I used to get called into the primary schools because uh, one big problem that I think most people overlook these days, um, I remember when I was doing my supply um, 20 years ago, so it's a long time, things will have changed to be even worse. One teacher told me the biggest thing that's changed over her lifetime was the number of two-parent families So, uh, in other words, from about nearly, say, 95%, two children, uh, two parents, uh, that's gone now to about 48% uh, would be uh, two-parent families. So, that's a huge change. And I think the other thing is, if if the father doesn't even get married in the first place, what sort of a commitment does that show? Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. You know, there's more, you know,
1: single-parent families. But, oh, there's, there's millions of them, There. You know, at one time, that was unheard of. I mean, I'm going back even further, you know. But, uh, you know, that, that's the thing. The one thing my dad and uh, my mum said to me, if you can't go and tell your nana what you've done, then don't do it in the first place. Good advice. Because... If you went to, because your nana were always there for you once, you? you know what I mean? Yeah. If, oh, my mum sold me up, and come here, here, here get this cake down, you and in a nice cup of tea, you know. You know, if, but if, if you couldn't tell your, your grandparents what you'd done, then don't bother doing it in the first place.
0: Interesting, this because I you see, I didn't have grandparents in the respect that um, my dad's parents they both died when probably I'd be about say eight um, and well before for the mum, um, so I didn't have any grandparents on my dad's side. Um, my mum had come up from London, and uh, obviously, I never saw uh, my grandfather, but the grandmother did come up occasionally to visit, so there wasn't that um, backup. Um, you know, I mean, really, I, I should be one of the most mixed-up kids th- that you'll ever come across. But realistically, <laughs> I don't think I did. Um, you no, know, but, it, but, no, but 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 you, you were taught, as, as I said before,
1: manners and respect. And you see an old woman getting on on a, on a bus, and there's no seat. I'd be the first one to stand up, even now. So we you know. I, I say, yeah. So yeah, yeah. there's... There's 15 or 20 people that she's passed before us, these young ones they, they don't even bother looking yeah you know looking at her you know
0: well i mean even yeah. even if it was a, a younger woman with the child um yeah. i'd I'd yeah. offer it because I can stand I don't have a problem you know yeah. uh, uh, shopping bags
1: or anything like that yeah. come here love you yeah. you sit there there's your bags yeah no these are not no they, they can't be bothered yeah. They don't know the meaning of the word manners and respect for their elders. Sadly. Or, any, or anybody, in, anybody, you know, like the police and teachers and anybody else. They just don't have any respect for any of it because it's not been taught to them in their own.
0: Sadly, I think you're absolutely right. Um, I didn't look for all these to be connected, by the way, but I just suddenly realised there were so many connections. Let's go to the next one. Um, here we go. Find this little piece of music, no matter what it is, it, it just clears your head. You can get on with the next one. Um, come on, Ali. Yeah, well done. Uh, can you remember the year?
1: Oh, uh, come on, Ali. Eighties.
0: Yeah, nineteen eighty-two was the record of the year, best-selling record. That one, and I think Soft Cell was number two. But a little bit of trivia. Um, okay, the next one is about a woman who pleaded guilty to having an out-of-control dog. Now she's got a staffy cross, and this dog mauled a postman's leg and dragged him round like a rag doll. Uh, but she's been spared jail. Uh, Mark Fox was delivering mail to the home of this 40-year-old lady in Berry, uh, so just up the road from you, um, yeah. Greater Manchester, on April the 22nd last year, when he heard a dog barking aggressively. Mr Fox, who's been in the profession for more than 20 years, noticed the fence uh, was broken, then heard a loud bang as the pet came charging at him before it bit his lower leg, knocking him to the ground. Neighbours described the animal moving him round like a rag doll. Uh, Minchell street call round court, you might know it. Um, Eventually a man came out of the house and took the dog inside, Wood's then came outside hysterically crying and apologised to Mr Fox, who required surgery for his injuries. Despite the wounds, which uh, were pretty bad, uh, had to go and get an operation in hospital. The postman has made a full recovery and uh, the lady pleaded guilty to being an owner in charge of a dog dangerously out of control and she was handed a community order and had to pay a £50 fine. So, couple of things in this. First of all, I've never heard of the uh, profession of the postman of you. I mean, it just shows you these these uh, people that are writing the papers. They they're on another planet to me. That's not a profession. That's just a job, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it's, it's
1: a job. Yeah, and and it's a job we, we all want because we all want our letters coming through, don't
0: we? We do. Well, um but,
1: I'm, but, but as you say. Yeah, it, yeah, it's a job, or whether it's his profession or whatever, because they call a profession now your job, whether you're a, you're a road sweeper or you're a professor, you know, on COVID details. But no, this, this, these dog things, I'm I'm with them on, on this. You know, it's exactly the same as having a kid, as having a dog. You teach it the rules when they're babies, yeah, and, and growing up. And if there's any aggression with it, you've got to stamp that out of it, you know. But some of them, you know, normally little men, big dogs. They are like all these Rottweilers and God knows what like that. You know, they, they make me laugh. You know, yeah. Well, I'll set me dog on you. Well, why don't you set yourself on me? Let, you know, it's all that, but yeah. But they should get.
0: You should they should get punished more than that. Well, I've, know, got to, I've got to say, if whether you... it's a woman or a man. Well, I think the 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 Uh, Fine is totally inappropriate, but also, um, if the dog can do this to a man, if there was a child anywhere near, and that dog had got the child, so I'm afraid, I know it's bad, um, but I think really, on balance, I wouldn't want that dog to be anywhere near, anywhere near anybody who's likely to have a child. Exactly.
1: You know, as you say, it could have been a kitty walking past. To get the, the fences snapped, and, it, it, and I mean, if it gets all of a kid, it'd be just dragging it all over the place, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah, dangerous dogs, get rid of them. Um,
0: what about the woman now? Uh, how? Well, what would you say it, was appropriate? Uh, it's it, it trousers alone and, and time off work, and she only gets fined 50 quid.
1: No, do me a favour. Yeah, Take I, the dog off Do whatever you want with the dog, whether you have to put it down or anything for attacking, because if they attack once, they won't be ready to do it again. Yeah. You know, and, and severely fine.
0: Yeah. OK. I am totally with you, but I'm just trying to think of what would have put a figure on it. I mean, I would want to know from the postman uh, how much does it cost you to sort of be inconvenienced like this. Plus, we yeah. go, we've got, yeah. nowhere, got nowhere near the trauma because, I mean, that could traumatise even a grown man, couldn't it?
1: Exactly. If one attacked me and you know, posting letters, well, I'd be a bit dodgy for going out again posting posting them again where there's anywhere near any dogs. Yeah. So it knocks out. It knocks the right stuffing out here.
0: OK, let's see if we can get one that isn't aggressive. Very, very difficult to find interesting stuff at the moment. But um, let's see, we'll go to this one. OK, so more than five million school days were lost last year by parents taking their children out of school for term-time holidays. Um, Now, obviously, the parents like a bit of sun, which, of course, there's no reason why they shouldn't. And they were yesterday accused of valuing a passport to Mallorca over the children's future. So, uh, what are the figures? A staggering 5,148,548 school days were lost through unauthorised term times holidays during nineteen 2021-2022. Uh, this is the Department for Education data. And by comparison, uh, 3,651, well, practically 4 million um, were lost to unauthorised Uh, Term time trips during the 2015-2016 year. So why they should just um, take you those two years, it just shows you probably more people are beginning to do it. Primary school children were more than twice as likely to be taken out of school for a term time holiday than secondary school pupils, sparking fresh calls to clamp down on parents who persistently break the rules. Now, we've got a a couple of comments which I'll give you. First one was swaddling coat. Uh, so, quality time as a family where the parents are relaxed, experiencing different cultures and the history is non-educational? What absolute tosh. If your child has a good attendance record, what's the issue? Let's deal with that one first. I think that's a good comment. For me as a teacher, I'd, I'd accept that.
1: Yeah, I would. Be. And the, the, the reason that there's that many checking them out is because when you come to July and August when people want to go away, yeah, the prices are ridiculous, the prices, we know that, when we've had to nip back to UK and come back this way, we never, we, we never used to go in July and August because it was just too expensive, so what they do, they take them out when there's no, you know, no school holidays, so rework it, just rework it, or, you know, Ch- change the change July and August, come in June and September or whatever. You know what I mean? At okay. uh, 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 because we, we had people from Bolton, Swinton and Pendlebury and Salford and, and other areas working, they used to say, well when Bolton holidays came along, because it used to be called Wakes Weeks then. Didn't yeah, they? that's right. Right. She, well, Bolton had their Wakes fortnight, so all them from Bolton, they could go on holiday. Yeah, and then you got Manchester over this. So we could go all, yeah. And then the the others, all, all the surrounding areas, they'd have the other two weeks. So you still had people churning churning turning everything over and the kids the, the kids' schools went the same because they wanted to be off at their weeks weeks.
0: You know? Yeah, well look I, I don't have a problem as a teacher, I think it makes far more sense. The only thing I would say and um you know, again uh, I would be I wouldn't really fall out with anybody over it, but I would say it wouldn't be a bad idea to plan it and give the kids a little bit of um, homework to do while you're away. I mean, you know, not not only that, it works probably better for the parents, doesn't it?
1: Exactly. Exactly. So you've all gone away on a nice family holiday. They've done their own work, either before or while they were there, and then when they come back, they're all in happy mood. Not that when you come back, your mum and dad have been fined, and God knows what that causes anger in the house and god knows what and it runs down to kids you
0: know um there's another uh, which comes from exeter and the old system of uh, the old system worked 10 days authorized leave per year if you go outside that instant fine that's the first system the government need to stop penalizing parents they already penalise middle income parents rate ch- child benefit um, I, I I don't have a problem with that either. I mean, if you've got ten days, um, you should be able to really get your head round how to plan that. But I mean, as I say, it, for me as a teacher, I used to always uh, we've got three kids. Um, it's quite expensive. The minute you get to the time that you want to go, um, everybody else is going. So it made sense for me to go the first two weeks in September. What do they do yeah. at school? They muck around. Uh- you know, the most. And it's sort of though
1: you're paying your teachers anyway, so it do not matter then if, if, if four of them have, have gone out in, in first two weeks in June, and then the, the next one, are two, two weeks in May, and then like you've got July, August, you know. So, surely it can be sorted better than it is. Yeah. See, once you've got this set thing, other people take advantage of it. As you say, as I said, hotels, flights, uh, cruises, whatever, they all, they all fly up in July and August.
0: Yeah. OK, uh, right. Let's go to the next one then. I've got about another two. So um, we'll go to... We'll speed it up a bit. Okay, so this article was about a cancer survivor who nearly lost his foot. Um, This all happened in a brutal e scooter accident, is one of the millions in the UK calling for them to be banned from the streets. Uh, Two thirds of British people want e-scooters banned from the public roads, while three quarters think a driving license and insurance should be requirement if you're going to use one. This was a survey by the National Accident Helpline. Uh, Cancer survivor Luke Barrett from Barnsley was in remission for leukaemia when he was struck with life changing injuries after an e-scooter accident in uh, 2021. 32-year-old's mobility had been limited by his leukemia, but he hoped using an e-scooter would mean he could visit family living nearby. However, while riding the scooter, he misjudged the curb and was thrown to the floor. His right foot was almost completely torn off from his ankle. That sounds horrible. What do you think of these um, scooters?
1: Dangerous. They really are dangerous. They can get up to thirty miles an hour, yeah, and they're going on pavements. Yeah, I, hang on a minute. So, you know, people say, "Oh well, get, get them. A, uh, they should have a license and they should have insurance." No, that, that's for cyclists as well. Well, that's that's that'll never come through. But they should be. You can't. You can't have them like a motorized thing going along pavements. There's old people. There's kiddies. There's everything. And you're just flying playing, especially these now with these the uh, uh, delivery bags on the back. Yeah. You, know, you, you peaks a lot and this that and they the other. Hang on a minute! Yeah, you, you can you, if, if you've got a scooter and it'll go up to thirty miles an hour. You, you've got to you've got to have a license for it. You've got to have insurance for it. And but this looks like he's just caused his own accident and he, he's missed the, yeah. the curve or whatever. And uh, I mean that's horrendous. Anyway, I bet he don't get on another. No. You know what I mean? Why don't you get one of them Benadon buggies at four mile an hour maximum? Well... You know, like, you see the, the two-tone turtle, Mad John, uh, Bargains and Loving yeah, Brits. They all have them here. You're more likely get run over by one of them here, but at least it's only two or three mile an hour than it is at 30 or 40 mile an hour.
0: Well, I go down the bottom of the road, uh, you've got um, two... You've got, you've got obviously, the, the two lanes for the traffic. Then you've got two cycle lanes, one on either side, but they don't stick to where the one's coming up the road and the other one's going down. They don't do that. I mean, the law is actually that they, like in Britain, you've got to cycle against the oncoming traffic, but they don't do that. And quite honestly, I've been on a number of times when especially the Dutch people seem to be, hell-bent on riding the bikes right at you. Um, I say Dutch because it seems to be something that they do in their country. Um, but they always seem to expect you to dart out of the way, dodge them, not for them to slow down and make sure that you're, you're safe, you know.
1: Exactly. The, the other thing that will come out with all the walks is, well, can't we put a lane in? You know, in other words, take another piece of uh, pay tax and insurance can't we have another lane put in for these uh, these electric scooters? So, in other words, in a bit, we'll all be walking in the middle of the road, and all the, the cyclists and these uh, scooters will take all over the road. They, do, they, make, my, they make me laugh. <laughs> Uh, I think... You know me and
0: cyclists. I'm not going down having you. No, it's all right. I'd already sussed out that part of it. (laughs) Okay, um, I've got two to go with. I want to try and fit them both in if we can. So um, let's try this one. Okay. So we're looking at the boss of BP. And the boss earned more than 170 times more than his average employee. So, not doing bad, he gets 10 million pounds after oil and gas prices spiked due to the Russia invasion of Ukraine. Um, new figures from the oil giant showed that Bernard Looney's total pay packet increased from around 4.5 million in 2021. Uh, The company's profits doubled between 2021 and 2022, uh, but this was largely thanks to uh, long-term incentives that was paid to Mr. Looney. Uh, He got that money and about 172 times more than the average pay employee. Um, I mean, it's absolute bonkers, isn't it? You know,
1: it's ridiculous. I'll bet, I'll bet you he's never been on an oil rig or, or gone to the, where it gets processed and, and find out about it. He just sits there because he's worked his way up through them pushing, you know, paper shuffling about and this, that and the other and and gets all, all these millions, millions of pounds a year and I've got a clue, you know, anything. But how come it, everything jumps up? Because, well, we don't get any... Uh, we don't get any oil from Ukraine. We, we get some. We get gas and stuff from uh, from Russia. But at one time, all United Arab Emirates were giving it away. You know, when it, when the uh, uh, COVID were on, yeah. they were asked, they were paying us to take it, and the prices still go
0: up. How does that work? Yeah, we're being we're being taken for mugs, aren't we? Really? Of course we are. We're being taxed a out, out living and yeah, I mean, and and i mean much as i'm the first to admit that a supervisor and a manager should get paid a little bit more i don't have a problem with that um but i mean if you got three times or four times but to talk about 170 times more is just utterly ridiculous you know yeah, it, you're going to no, get you're yeah, going to no. you're going to get resentment all the time when you've got things like this happen you know exactly, yeah,
1: but but have you noticed? It's only this last few years they started fetching out how much these people were getting. You know, yeah, it, it, it's like they keep putting cigarettes up in, in UK. They're, well, that doesn't matter to a, a millionaire, but these people that are addicted that have paid more tax than anybody else are being are being charged more and more and more, and nobody else is. You know, yeah. you've got to balance the the thing out of, of a, a a standard uh, tax rate for people in uh, bracket A, bracket B, bracket C. Works managers and, and managers of our foremen that are, are on on jobs. Yes, they deserve to get paid because they're making sure that that job's running right. He's just sat swanning himself somewhere. Yeah. He's never been anywhere near where he, there's any petrol or diesel or anything like that.
0: Absolutely right. Okay, our last story is showing a sad footage of a seven-year-old being carried away in tears after, and you'll relate to this, a heartless goalkeeper from his favourite team saved his shots. So this is Enoch Varga, a young fan of Budapest, was allowed onto the team's pitch to score a goal on his birthday before a match began against another team. Just before kick-off... The boy was given the chance to fly the ball towards the opposition goal, but the goalkeeper, uh, Senko, saved both his shots. Footage shows the boy excitedly running with the ball and aiming it towards the goal before the keeper effortlessly kicks it away. The child confidently retrieves the ball and tries again, only to have his score saved again by the goalkeeper. Um, Okay, as a goalkeeper, who's right? The little boy should be allowed to score, or should his favourite goalkeeper, who is his favourite because he saves, should he be a puddin' just while he takes the kick?
1: No, you know what I've got to say. I, I You've got to let the little kid score. It's, it's against it's against all the principles that you're working for in your head. But we, <laughs> used, to, we used to go to a mentally handicapped school and set up a, a penalty shootout <laughs> for you know, for the, for the kids, uh, um, Down Syndrome kids and stuff like that. And uh, we used to go every year and Pendlebury Legion you know, and jazz band were there and, and there were stalls and everything for towards it. And I used, to, I used to stand there for about six or seven hours and having all these little kids. I was sick of diving the wrong way, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it, but it, it's just, they, well, then they throw their arms up, they're running round as though well they've scored a goal and they start the other. You know, and you have your photograph taking with them and, and, and everything else. Yeah, but what a what a miserable swine he was to go
0: with. <laughs> I mean, you know, by all means, you could nearly save it, couldn't you? You know, but I mean, to make it from the picture I saw, you know, it was so. I mean, it's just what you'd expect—some really bad egg to do. You know, boot the ball yeah. away, and this poor kid's giving him twice. But you know, um, if, no.
1: If, if them kids, if them kids were big lads, you know, because some in there were 18, 21, you know. Were, with Down syndrome and, and, and um, o- o- other illnesses, I used to say to him, Oi, no blammers. In other words, no banging it as hard as you can because it comes flying at you, you know. But you still let him all score. Yeah. It's for a little kid. he would have gone on scracking his eyes out. Yeah. I bet he do not even want his gloves when he's finished with them or his shoes or anything else. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well... miserable, terrible. <laughs> Put
0: him on transfer <laughs> Alright then Well at least that's a little bit Of a lighter one To finish off with um, I can remember when um, My my granddaughter Chloe Was down And she was about Probably about 15 And she loved going in goals You know And of course um, I'd, I'd fire them right at her Because she she obviously Wanted me to do that You know But I mean Not with a 7 year old You give him a chance Don't you
1: <laughs> exactly. exactly all
0: right Neil well we put the world to rights again and uh, obviously nice to talk to you have a great week and uh, well done to your team looking good again
1: Yeah. lovely all the I best hope, uh, I hope they're not that good uh, your lot again just <laughs> this one week and then they can win rest of the for me
0: all right Neil we'll catch you soon all right but see speak to you soon thank you bye bye
1: ciao ciao